are back. Oh. We are back. <laughs> the AK Sports Show. I am your host, KC. Join alongside me is my co-host, Alina Lean. <laughs> I say it every week. I ain't gonna say it again for y'all. Uh, episode fifty-four. We are back in the building. Hand claps, y'all. Mm-hmm. Hand claps. We are on episode fifty-four. Yeah, yes. And uh, yeah. Before we get started, you know, like, comment, and subscribe. You can watch us on YouTube. Make sure you rank us if you listen to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts at. And also make sure you share the link if you're watching this on YouTube. And our trivia question today is, who is the youngest quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl? Leave your answers down below in the YouTube comments or Twitter or wherever you frequent at so we can see it. We're going to give a shout-out yes. to the last, uh, the last winner, Theus. Shout-out to Theus. Who got the question hey. right? Thank you for submitting the trivia question. So, for any of those new viewers, that's what we do every week. We have a trivia question because this is our weekly podcast, us as a couple, discussing what? Sports. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hand clap. So, I like to debate, you know, I like to debate with KC a little bit. Let them know from the women's perspective about sports because we are former athletes, but we want to give you all a little bit of entertainment, just a little bit and some knowledge. So here we are. Let's go. Let's get into it. (laughs) Our first topic, we start with football and with football, you can't spell football without an F. And we got a lot of F (laughs) going on. Fight that is. <laughs> I'm like, well, where is he going with this one? <laughs> okay. Got, so our first time we're gonna talk. It's something really minuscule. It's something that happens every preseason. Uh yeah. a fight. So Aaron Donald, who is a well known defensive tackle in the NFL, um future Hall of Famer, um mm-hmm. former defensive player of the year twice. Uh, he was recently involved in a scuffle with a joint practice with the Bengals, which I find it very odd that they were in a joint practice because they were just in a Super I know, out of all teams. Yeah, that's a, yeah I, don't, I don't get why, the, like, it's weird, but, hey, who, who are we to who are we to judge? But the scuffle did happen. Um, it was a picture of him, or not a picture, it was a video, a video. of him. Video. <laughs> A video of him just kind of swinging around a helmet like a Neanderthal, like he was ah, ah, like an axe or something. It was, you know, <laughs> it's it's preseason, and then you got joint practices. Um, apparently the players hate joint practices. They like we don't even know why we do this. Cause you're gonna get into a fight. It happens every year. Yeah, every I year. probably wouldn't want to practice against another team like we're practicing like let's just wait till we have to play in the game and so i don't know what happened but i don't think i've ever seen that where you hitting folks with the helmet you had two helmets i didn't see i didn't see him hit anybody but he swung and it looked like he landed on top of but it was so many people but it looked like he landed on top like he connected on somebody but it looked like it and but it was just a lot of people but we'll yeah. see. Maybe somebody will say something like, yeah, he hit me in the head. <laughs> you know, what's funny is people were, uh, some of the sports analysts were saying he needs to be suspended for, like, a couple of games. I'm like, dog, this is practice. This is preseason. You know how many yeah. fights happen every preseason? That's what I was going to say. Do they suspend people when they fight no. normally? No, hell 
Hell no. That's not even. But a are game. they looking at it as because he's doing it with a helmet? And if somebody, because then it's like, how did you get two Bengals helmets? What? That man's a monster. You ever see his? You regiment? took that helmet. I, I'm not shocked. He This man practices with knives. I don't. I don't huh? Know yeah, knives. Like what, literally. What do you mean? Like he takes knives for his hand-eye coordination and just kind of like goes in between his fingers, and then you know, yeah. Yeah, he does that little, you know. Yes, he. Yes, he does that. And he does some other stuff with knives, but um, mm. he takes his stuff really, really serious. His technique and all that stuff. That's Ooh. why he's one of the most dangerous defensive tackle, shoot, defensive linemen, period. Uh, he he yeah. takes his craft serious. But, and this man is super strong. He's, like, absurdly strong. And he's mm. only, like, six foot one, barely six foot one, 290. Mm. So he's doing all that, mm. and you got Lyman that's three hundred and some pounds, and he's throwing them around like it's nothing. So yeah, yeah, he's strong. That boy's strong, but man, y'all, I think it's an overreaction. People talking about something they need, he need to be suspended. I'm like, bro, because really he could have concussed. Get out of here, man! You know how it's probably been way. Worse I mean, in, in preseason practices, fights probably all the time. I've seen a fight at uh. And that hard knock, that hard knock life, um, HBO series with the NFL. Oh, and the Detroit Lions—they showed a little like it wasn't like a full fledged thing, but yeah. you know they kind of got at each other, you know, a couple guys. But yeah, yeah that's more normal with guys. Yeah, that's that's just testosterone. You gotta let that out every now and then. It's normal. We don't go, we don't mm. go as far as to, like take a weapon or nothing, but like. But maybe that's why people are saying stuff because they want to say that helmet could be used as a weapon. Man, look, man, look, I've been in plenty of fights on the football field, and it's never escalated to me get suspended out of school. So you can miss me all that. It's practice. Grown men, grown strong men, all in one place. That's too much testosterone. Just like it anywhere else. Pressure, break. Pumps more pressure and it breaks at some point, so you're gonna have people <laughs> going after each other. But anyway, uh, they canceled the they canceled the mean or the the team practice because of that, and uh, yeah, they're expected to play this Saturday coming in the preseason game. So, no, oh, and then they're playing against each other this Saturday. Yeah, tomorrow. Yep. Oh wow. Oh, I'm sorry. This Friday, before the close. Today. Yeah. This huh. Friday. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's Saturday. I read that wrong. It's actually in sa- it's Saturday. It's Saturday. You know, I had to make sure I was reading that right. It's Saturday. Beginning okay. of Saturday. So All right. We'll see how that goes. How that turns out with that preseason game. And it's in Cincinnati, so uh good luck, Chuck. Good luck, Chuck. Um mm-hmm. anyway, moving on to some more NFL news. We got Tom Brady returns to practice. Uh he was away for personal reasons. None of our business, basically, is what he's saying. You know, take some <laughs> take some time off, some PTO. Probably went on the yacht or something. This billionaire club somewhere, you know. <laughs> doing that little, you know, whatever Tom does. Why uh, not? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's deserving of it, right? Yeah. I thought he was going to, like, come back and say, you know what? I'm back retired. Because uh, <laughs> I thought, because he got all these linemen hurt, like, yeah. Over, over the past couple of months, they linemen been getting knocked out the park. Like, you got uh, their main one of their their focal points of their line, uh, Ryan Jensen, is out with a knee injury. Uh, they haven't mm-hmm. even announced when he'll be returning. Then you got uh, 
The offensive tackle, Tristan Wirfs, is questionable with the oblique. You got the guard, Aaron Stinney, or I'm pretty sure I'm going to Stinney is on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what for. And then you got the offensive tackle, Jonathan Herbert, is on uh, injured reserve as well with a disclosed injury. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows why. Nobody knows why. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like there's a game being played here where they just try to make it seem like all oh, offensive linemen's down and they go mysteriously come back right into That's what you time. really think. I'm a conspiracy theorist kind of. Why would they do that? You know, just to just just to give teams hope and be like, no, Tom's in trouble and then Tom be like, All right, you think so, huh? You gonna you gonna think that and then I come back with all my linemen. No, them dudes are hurt. Yeah. You ain't got a lot of kicky crack. Yeah. Your Cowboys in trouble too. Y'all main lineman went down too. Uh, we have been in trouble. Yeah. And even though we have been in trouble, a true Cowboy fan still keeps hope alive. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> delirious. That's what I got to say about you, Cowboys fans. You are the most Ooh. delirious fans. Listen, we ain't, are. It ain't nineteen ninety whatever again. It, Six, guys, I think, was the last one they won. I know. You guys ain't winning another chance. It's been twenty years. I know. It's just something about Dallas. Maybe it's because all the glitz and glam. Because you know, they became the only team to bring in one billion dollars in revenue. Well, I mean, if you were, (laughs) if you branded yourself as America's team, I can only see why. (laughs) That is the biggest branding. And they're the highest value uh, team, I think, at this point in the world, or something. That's crazy. So you bring in a billion. In revenue alone, that's that's because oh. they branded themselves as America's team. That's I mean, oh, no, Mister Jones, it, it, it was it was kind of like the writing on the wall. You're going to be worth way more, and then everybody from every walks of earth is a Cowboys fan. And I'm like, how <laughs> regionally? How are you a Cowboys fan? It don't even. Make it's sense. America's team, so doesn't that mean anyone in America can be a I fan? Just, Thank I you. I I would rather no. I'm an Eagles fan. I got Philly people that's Cowboys fan. And I'm like, I don't understand. Yes, they know what's up. No, no, don't come back. They here. know what's up. No, don't come back here. I got a story for these Cowboys fans. I remember I was uh, I had to be about 13 at the time. And this Cowboys fan, this old, old guy, he had to be, I mean, late 30s at the time. And he was just talking cash money about how the Eagles were sorry. So I said, all right, cool. That's fine. Eagles can be sorry. This is 13 now. So we I said, And they know, were, weren't they? At no, that time? No, 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 no. This had They weren't old. sorry? No, Eagles was going to the playoffs consistently. I mean, consistently. Oh, yes. don't give me they were. It's a lot of teams that go to the playoffs consistently. But no, but no, we were going we our only issue was we couldn't get over the hump of getting past the NFC championship. That was the only hump we had. Cause we went we went back to back to back one year. It was just like Boom, we get knocked out. Boom, we get knocked out. Boom, we get knocked out. So, I said, you know what? Fine. I can't defend them on the field, but let's do it virtually. So, we played a game of Madden. And I I play with the Eagles. He played with the Cowboys. I said, are you sure you want to do that? He did that. And he got his clock washed. Or wherever you is, he got his clock fixed. When I say I took him to town, I should have bet it a hundred. You were playing video games virtually at thirteen? No, on, on uh, 
on the on the PlayStation. Well, you said virtually. Yeah, virtually. Like, so, like, you were playing video games online with some grown person at thirteen? No, no, no. This is in Philly. I had I I had went to a um this thing. It was like a barbecue with my cousin and this guy. You know, we I'm a football fan, so you start. Oh, talking so to, it wasn't virtually. Y'all were sitting next to each other. Yeah, we were sitting next to each other. I was just saying, as opposed to I can't defend them on the field, like I can't oh. defend them, but I can defend them in this video but, game, though. I can but defend the thing them in is. Really, it's a game. Hey, that, it don't matter. What does that prove? Because you beat some random person in a video game. Really? Because it was win. the Eagles yeah. against the Cowboys. Whoa. Yeah. Do, do the Cowboys win. know this? No. I'll let it be known. Do the win. Eagles know this? We got our championship. <laughs> it don't even matter. We got our championship. We got championships. That's fine. That was 20 years ago. We ain't talking about Yours past. was in the past, too. <laughs> Yours was in the past. Like the past is ago. the past. Come on. The past is the it's past. still a fresh championship. The past is the past. And with Jalen Hurts, I have <laughs> no faith. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's move forward. <laughs> Speaking of Eagles, former Eagle, Terrell Owens. I can tell you guys right now we got a lot of pity patty uh news going on, but Terrell Owens still has his speed. He was uh recorded running against I'm not sure if these were college players or high school cats, but the man still can run and pause. Yeah. He still he still got his physique at he forty does. at forty eight years old. Oh, he's not fifty yet? Nah, I, I kinda inflated his age, but he's only forty eight running with 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 college hey. kids it looked like he gonna be running till he fifty five. He's still trying. To oh, you want to run? You you want to race? <laughs> hey, he did That's race. What with, I feel uh, like he do. No, he, he just he, pick people out and race with him. He do. He uh he went against uh the cheetah Ty Tyreek Hill. He ran against him. It was this. Oh close. yeah. I think Tyreek beat him just by a little margin, but he still beat him though. He still got it. Yeah. And well, that's crazy. Him forty. Tyreek Hill's like. Not even thirty. Tyreek is like twenty five or twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That lets you know Terrell Owens was a different. Yeah. Beast. He's a freak of nature. Yes. <laughs> he was a monster as a wide receiver. That's why it was just like mismatches all day. It wasn't. Well, it ain't fair. All I needed was a yeah. good quarterback. Um. But yeah, you know, if you haven't seen that, go check that out, folks. Um. That's Terrell Owens for you. Move on to some more. Uh. I say. I wouldn't say petty news. This is, I guess, news nonetheless. Uh, Baker Mayfield recently won the starting quarterback over Sam Darnold. I'm not going to give him any hand claps because that's like winning over a JV quarterback. <gasps> Sam Darnold's not any. You won't do him like that. I honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have cared if Sam Darnold won because either neither one of them are. I mean, worth uh, a nickel and a penny. I mean, I'm just saying. A nickel or a penny, huh? It ain't worth a nickel or a penny to be on any team, honestly. So Ooh. we're just gonna see. All that's gonna happen is uh Baker Mayfield's gonna get on the field, he's gonna stink it up, and then they're gonna throw Darnold in there. His confidence is already shot because he got beat out by a quarterback that came from the Browns and he thought he was gonna be the starter. And that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a carousel. I'm I'm telling you what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a okay. carousel. That's what's gonna happen. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Baker Mayfield's gonna stink it up, throw interceptions. And they're gonna be like Darnold, get in there. He gonna do the same thing. So they're just gonna have. Honestly, this would be a good rebuilding year for the Panthers. Um, 
they can go ahead and get that number one spot or number they're gonna be in the top five. I'm predicting it. Top five in the draft. Go ahead and draft your quarterback. Um Alabama's quarterback is coming out. So you can go ahead and draft him. Trade away <laughs> Baker and Darnold, get what get a third or fourth round pick for both of them guys or keep one of them as a backup. Mm. I mean, Sam Darnold was like his career was doomed from the jump, but hey man. At least the only only thing about uh Baker is that he has one playoff appearance. Sam has no playoff appearances and he was drafted fifth overall. So that's the knock on Sam. Um mm-hmm. I go hard at quarterbacks, honestly. I don't you know, I don't I'm not you I don't do. even I don't even play favors with my own quarterback. Like I have little bit of faith. I have ye mm, I have a small iota of faith in Jalen Hurts. He'll do a small day. iota. Small iota, because he's just not. I don't. Eh. He got to prove me wrong. I want. I want Jalen to prove me wrong that he could be a good quarterback. Prove me wrong, please. This is my team. I'm not a delusional. Maybe he fan. will this year. I'm not a delusional fan because at this point you got all the weapons. You got yeah. everything you need. You got an O line. So we gonna see what what's the real at this point. Prove me wrong. Prove me that you are that quarterback. Cause I now I don't have any faith in you, fam. Well, I got mm. a little bit of faith, but not a whole lot. Like as soon as you throw that first pick, I'm gonna throw my arms up and I'm gonna record myself throwing my arms up. I'm gonna just you just one interception. Yes, it happens. Tom Brady throws interceptions, but that's Tom. Tom is goaded. He can throw as many interceptions as he wants to. He's goaded. What? He's goaded. What? Yes. Goat status. What do you mean? How do you think he got to goat status? He got to goat status. You go through some rough times. You know, you sound like uh Colin Hurd. Colin Hurd was uh Who was that? He's a uh an analyst. I think it's Fox or somebody, Fox Sports. He was talking about how uh we got another one of our other topics, how comparing me to somebody on Fox Sports. Amen. Hey, what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> your boy Shannon's on Fox Sports. True, true. Okay, all right. Yeah, I digress. So, <laughs> um, so he was saying that you know rookie quarterbacks, I mean young people in general just need to fail. I don't agree, but I don't think you throw young quarterbacks in the fire that soon. That's kind of you kind of get the same. So that's effect. why I feel like why you so hard on him if he got thrown into the fire. He didn't because know. he didn't have what he did or he didn't. He didn't. He had, he was sitting behind another quarterback. I forgot the name. He was sitting behind um Wentz. He was sitting behind Wentz. Wentz was still in Philly. So he was. He was. However, you just mentioned this the last podcast or two about they always do this to the rookie quarterbacks, and you were referring to Mister Jalen. Do what to the rookie quarterbacks? Don't. Throwing, throwing them into the yeah no what i mean by throwing into the fire i mean like mm-hmm. as a rookie as a rookie you're not sitting behind anybody you just start automatically you are a starter i know but i'm just saying what you were saying you were in reference into him when you made this comment so now it sounds like you're changing what you said was sir. it Jalen or you mean justin it I, was... I was talking about justin justin fields was it Justin Fields? I think it was Maybe Justin it Fields. Maybe it was Justin. It was Justin Fields. I definitely said Justin Oh, Fields. shoot. 
Maybe it was him. Okay. Because, because you got he just me. came into a bad situation with that. But Jalen, no, Jalen had time to sit. He went got to the, you. But 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 the knock on Jalen is that he's not a he he's not an accurate quarterback. Like he's a decent mm. pocket passer. He's just not a, as accurate as we would like him to be. He does he does the check downs and then he can't throw it deep, but he does the check downs. Mm. He does the small stuff. So he's more like a manager. He ain't really like he ain't gonna bust the game wide open for you. And sometimes he'll scramble for you, but it's just nah. I don't believe in it. Um, okay. Sam Darnold and them. Sam Darnold just got like the the the. Whew, he got the wrong end of the stick. I mean, cause he just got thrown in the fire with the Jets, so he never really had a chance to really sit yeah. behind somebody and really learn the game like that. And mm-hmm. it just, I mean, the Jets are notorious for doing that. <sighs> That's why it's like a graveyard for quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Moving on to rookies while we doing the transition, but Sam Hurd was talking about Kenny Pickett. Everybody is impressed by Kenny Pickett. He is the first-round draft pick of the Steelers. Uh, he was like 26 or 27 pick. Uh, but people are clamoring over him because of his preseason um, performance. He has... Uh, from the from the highlights that I saw, I hey man, he just might beat out Mitch Trubisky. He just might. He's playing pretty good. He's getting first team reps too. And uh, the uh-huh. saying around town is Mike Tomlin don't normally let rookies start. He he always believes a rookie should be developed as they should. Yeah, don't just throw him into the fire. Yeah. Do the wire. Well, that's do the wire. No, it, <laughs> you're right on both because. Shaka Khan's version was through the fire and his was through the wire and Shaka Khan hated the song. <laughs> it's a whole thing with that, but I digress. Maybe to my hip hop bag. Oh um, boy. Show your old soul self. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the fire. Anyway. Honestly, um, I thought it was through the wire on both, but okay. Uh, or is it? I don't know. Maybe that's why I said fire, because in my mind I know it's fire. It is fire. On Shaka okay. Khan's version and through the wire is his version. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, no, he was the first round pick from out of Pitt, who's a hometown. So not only did you get drafted by a team that the same college you played at, you're a hometown hero. So they, of course, they want him to, uh, they want him to succeed. And then, yeah, uh, they got the other rookie, uh, George Pickens, out of Georgia, who uh, was a second round draft pick. Should have been the first, but he got it hurt, um, and while in college, and he got a little chip on his shoulder from that. So. He is definitely showing out like he should have been a first-round draft pick because that dude is big, mm-hmm. he is fast, and he can catch. So we're gonna see. I'm gonna be paying attention. I'm gonna be paying close attention to the Steelers this year. See what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people's sentiment on uh, Pickens is that he has he has a lot of veteran ways that he goes about. You know how in basketball, you know somebody a guard or something might make a pass. They'd be like, man, you gotta. No, yeah, like you've been they're kind of like heady. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's what they kind of like compared him to. Like he makes veteran throws. Like it was like one throw he did was like down the seam to a wide receiver. They were saying it was like guys don't normally make that until like their fourth or fifth year. They don't make that throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing that as a rookie. Again, preferences. This is preseason, so take yeah. a grain of salt. True. This is. Straight up grain of salt. So we'll see what happens when the regular season c- comes through and they put in uh, Mitch Trubisky. 
he is they just recycle I'm telling you I I'm gonna say this again we need a patreon because I want to talk my trash Anyway, talk to the trash man. No, I'm not going. Not no. You guys, you guys got to pay for this trash talking. <clears throat> I got, I got a lot of opinions on some of these quarterbacks, but I'm not. I'm gonna save it. You do. I'm gonna save it. That's why y'all need to support if y'all want to hear me talk my trash. I'm gonna save you it. got a lot of opinions. Yes, sir. On QBs, and I don't get it, but okay. It's it's, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be worth every penny of it. I promise you. Anyway, um, we got uh more news. Uh, Shaq Griffin is retiring. Yes. Does he go by Shaq or Shaquille or or? or... No, I'm just asking. Does he yeah, go by he Shaq or you just Shaq. did that? No, he does go by Shaq because he got a brother. Uh, oh, actually, he might not go by Shaq because his brother's name is Shaquille. Are you serious? Yeah, his brother's name is Shaquille. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, he um he's the one-handed player that was drafted by the Seahawks in the fifth round out of uh, UCF, Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he has a nub for a hand. Um, but I mean, he he played. He, he had twenty-five tackles and throughout his uh four-year career and mm-hmm. one sack. So that's not bad. That's not bad. You know, yeah. Considering yeah. you had a disadvantage. Yeah, man. The very I first. can't imagine being in that type of position. And you have to use your hands. Yeah. And you've been this successful. So kudos to him. Yeah, the That's very awesome. First, the first and only one-handed player, as I know of right now, that was yeah. in the NFL. So congratulations. Give him an air horn, man. That's Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give him some hand claps. I gave him an air horn instead with a hand clap, too. <laughs> I believe his brother is still playing. Oh, and uh, he played his- – Griffin also played for the uh, Miami Dolphins as well. So he played for two teams. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, congratulations to him. Go ahead and enjoy your retirement, young man. You got plenty of life left. Make, you made your money. Hopefully you saved it. I'm assuming you oh, saved yeah. it because you retired pretty early. So, Oh, yeah. You thug dizzle. Moving on to some college football as I represent my team, Miami, the Hurricanes, the U. Uh, we got um, – some information in regards to Nick Saban and Deion Sanders. They recently held a uh, interview with uh, ESPN in regards to the discussion of the NIL and, um, you know, just them putting kind of like parameters around it or what should have parameters around it. Uh, basically, some talking points that I took from that interview is Nick Saban thinks there needs to be some guardrails so that way he keeps, you know, competition Every, or everything competitive. Uh, Dion feels that, you know, the kids should focus more on, uh, you know. The NFL and not the, the NIL. Yeah. The and not necessarily even just, I got to get to the NFL. Yeah. But just because, you know, he's always about, I'm trying to develop men into citizens and being able to be in society and exist as working professionals. So yeah. you might not make it to the NFL, but yeah. So did you, speaking of that, the piggyback off of what you said about Dion, he actually, um, I saw in the Instagram post where he was talking about how his, he's requiring his students or his players to come in this, the first day of school, not with slides on. You're going to come in a button up or a collared shirt with shoes mm-hmm. on, and you're going to sit in the front of the class. That is a requirement mm-hmm. if you are a football player, which mm-hmm. 
it makes sense. I like it because. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I, don't, I was just saying it makes sense because you want you you want to set the example so they'll carry that on when they even if they don't go to the NFL they always carry that prestige on because let me tell you something yeah prom coach prom being a role model is gonna do things well on down the line for these young men mm-hmm. um, normal coaches wouldn't care if you did whatever but I'm telling you it's gonna rub off in a positive way and I love what he's doing yes for sure I love it because um. Even if, let's just say, you don't go into a work environment that you have to dress like business casual, I mean, business professional, but at least you know what you should do in the case that you might have to. You can't say, well, I was never taught this. I didn't know this. You can always refer back to that. Um, Because everyone, because I know from being a business major in college, that was a requirement on certain days. Mm-hmm. We had to like come with a full business suit on and everything. Yeah, heels and all that type of stuff. So you get that if you're in the business school, but you may not get that in other, you know, majors and stuff. So I like that he's incorporating that. Again, it's about teaching them to be young men, to grow up to be men that'll be possibly married and have families and be leaders in their community. So I like it. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm telling you, it, it definitely puts a positive spin on everything. Uh, so Dion, I mean, <clears throat> Dion's biggest gripe about it in regards to the NIL, um, it makes it, he said, it makes it s- impossible for smaller colleges to compete with the larger colleges because I can see where he's saying that <clears throat> if you got like a, a, let's take a, let's take Alabama, for instance, to use Nick Saban. Alabama, if I got a booster, because let's just call it out what it is, it's going to be a booster, that yeah. says, I want you to come to Alabama. I'll pay you X amount of dollars for whatever fake advertisement or whatever. Come to my mm-hmm. school versus a booster that's trying to get you to come over to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. How much money are you going to think this comparing the two? Yeah, probably not even close. And I think it was another word that uh, Nick Saban used in the interview was collectives. And Dion was so funny. He was like, collectives? Heck, I don't even know what that is. I mean, I'm sure he does, but just in the sense of we don't have that. You have those type of resources that we don't have. And um, uh, what's her name? Slate. uh, What's the lady name that was interviewing him? Steele. Miss Steele. Sage. Uh, Yeah, Sage. I don't know why I was trying to put an L with it. She had mentioned, you know, um, or are you going to get to that? Dang it, you're going to get to that next. I'm about to jump the gun. But just about, I'll just say that other people recognize what Dion is doing. Mm-hmm. And just imagine if he was on the same playing field as the Nick Savings of the college world. It would be no question of be, him being competitive. Man, no be, question. It would be totally different. I, I know. Yeah. Because he, he has you know, his knowledge and then all the different people that is around him. So, yeah. I just think for, for most of us, it's, it's, it's eye opening. And like I said, I've said it plenty of podcasts ago. I said, this NIL thing is going to be the wild, wild West. And until they get, Mm -hmm. until they rein it in, collect as much money as you can. The, the first wave is always the money train. So like PPP loans, you know, when, yeah, <laughs> when, when the PPP loans first came out, people were going nuts. People were like, "Oh, oh. my goodness, I'm getting this PPP because I hell LLC that I, 
Look, now no. they're coming to collect. Hello. If your butt got a PPP loan and spent that money on something other than a business, guess Hello. what? Hello. It's, it's time to pay the piper. Yeah, they gonna come get your business. <laughs> mm, they gonna, they coming, they coming. But this NIL yeah. stuff is just, yeah, it's a money train right now. So, I mean, I can understand it, but it it's probably so much red tape involved that, like a normal person or even the coaches can under really understand, like the uh, the intertwines of the legal aspect of how to really rein in this whole NIL thing. So because you're talking about different states having different jurisdictions or laws in place mm -hmm. where you're saying, well, the athlete should be paid like this or the athlete can be paid like that. It's like, how mm -hmm. do you regulate each state or each governing body of a state? Like that's going to be a lot harder. And you're talking about writing laws in the NCAA yeah. where they just had a blanket statement in the NCAA athletes cannot be paid or compensated whatsoever. It don't matter. But then you start talking about monetarily. Then you, what what it is is you're now acknowledging the players as amateur or um, well they've been acknowledged yeah. as amateurs, but they now, always have been amateur. Yeah. yeah, but now you're talking about um on a scale of payment, and every state has a different kind of level of how you can pay your your employees or wh however you pay them. Mm -hmm. How are you going to regulate that? Because California was the first one to pop it off. I don't think people realize it, but without California starting that, that whole entire trend of saying, or not even trend, that whole law they put in place of saying, mm -hmm. forget what the NCAA is saying, we're allowing you to get paid. What is the NCAA going to do? They couldn't do anything. Because <laughs> guess what? State mm -hmm. law trumps whatever BS law you got. And, and California is taking the lead on a lot of stuff. I mean, just a lot of stuff. The electric cars yeah. by 2035, it's crazy. I'm just saying. But they no were the surprise. ones that set it off, and they were like, well, we can't have California. So the NCAA got their hand forced and was like, well, forget it. They threw the papers up and was like, all right, everybody get it. We don't care because we ain't dealing with this no more. You guys got it. <laughs> That's it. I'm not going to go on the rant. That's it. But anyway, let's move forward. All right. <laughs> anyway, let's move forward. Uh, still on Deion Sanders or Coach Prime or Coach Sanders, whatever you prefer to call him, just don't call him late to practice. Um, <laughs> he hired former NFL head coach Mike Zimmer to his staff. Zimmer, who is uh, 66, spent the last eight seasons with the Vikings as the head coach, compiling a 74-59-1 and 59 record, including the playoffs. He was the defensive coordinator of the Falcons and Bengals, and he was Deion's defensive back coach in Dallas from 95 to 99. So, of course, the relationship is there. I am happy that this is happening because now yeah. you got an advocate. You know, you got a white coach on your side now on the, in the HBCU. He already has white coaches. He ain't the first. But, but this is a big white coach. This is like a – True. This is like an NFL, like – you can't get no higher. He was a whole yeah. head coach for oh, the NFL the and had a good record too. So that's yeah. the ooh. This is gonna set. This is gonna set bars off because it, all it takes is one. It takes one trendsetter to say, you know what, and then it, and the rest to follow along. So you start seeing the trend. I wouldn't be surprised if Eddie George over in TSU, the real TSU, Tennessee. Don't Tennessee. you even? Why you? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I got Texas people, Southern I got University. 
Tigers. State. No. I wouldn't be it's surprised. the real TSU. Thank you. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Don't. Eddie George recruit. Uh, Don't head come coach. for me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We might see it. It might happen sometime. You never yeah, know. that'll be good. Good for uh, Eddie George. Yeah. Follow suit. Or we might even see a, a head coach going to a head coach position. A former NFL head coach going to a head coach position at HBCU. You never know. I wouldn't be opposed. Well, to honestly, it. that's what happened with uh, Gramlin. Oh Hughes. yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? He did um, that. Hugh, yeah, Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Uh, and See? I said Hughes. You know what I mean? Yeah, Hugh, Hugh Jackson, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Good, good. Look at Lena with the fact. Look at Lena. Give her air horn, man. What? Right, my air horn. There we go. Mm-hmm. No I know one. some stuff. A little oh. some some. Throwing that out there. Look at Lena. I'm so proud of her. I have to let you know. I'll give her a cookie later. Mm-hmm. A cookie? Yeah. I need more than a cookie, but okay. You'll be all right with the cookie. It's macadamia. You'll be all right. <laughs> Grandma macadamia. You can't can't resist my grandma macadamia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm I'm happy to hear that, you know. I mean the HBCUs, maybe in a couple years we might see the HBCUs emerge as probably uh, some uh, a competitive college towards like the major colleges, um, yeah, no. It, when prom leaves, let me tell you something, Jackson. I I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Jackson State's um recruiting is just off the wall, off the Richter at this point, because they're probably gonna mm-hmm. they're probably gonna have like a monopoly on the recruiting at this point, because of all who they got over there. So yeah. But that's good. I'm happy to see that happen. Um, that's all I got on football, college football. Oh, and uh, college football does kick off this weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why I got on my Miami Hurricane shirt. You already of know. Of course. Of you know, course. I the U every day I wake up in this piece. Mm-hmm. Okay, you. You know better. Yeah, they play Bethune Cookman this weekend. So okay, they, they, HBCU. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, not this weekend. That's next weekend. Dang, I, I looked at it. Get, 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 get your dates together. Yeah, only only college football that's playing. I see Western Kentucky. I know Nebraska's playing this weekend. Wyoming versus Illinois. Florida State's playing this weekend. Florida A and M and North Carolina. There's some games on. Some real games okay. on. You know, if you're a college football fan, you wouldn't wait. Go ahead and watch them games. You might see some upsets. But, uh, yeah, let's move okay. forward, people. Let's go ahead and move yes. forward. Yes, move forward to some basketball. So yes. we still got these <laughs> summer leagues going on. Uh-huh. And Mr. Jamal Crawford, he Seattle has his zone. own. Yeah, the crossover. All right. I mean, it's fitting for him. I mean, he definitely has some crazy handles. So his pro-am league, you know, he's had some uh, different NBA players involved, like, of course, LeBron, Jamal himself, Mm -hmm. Isaiah Thomas, Nate Roberts. Oh, Nate. Oh, Nate. Booty in the air. (laughs) Booty up in the air. (laughs) Uh, And then our, you know, who who did we when did we talk about these two two weeks ago the folks that was beefing oh, the Jonte and Paolo oh my goodness 
they were they they made up it seemed like they were playing on different teams, but they it seemed like it was a jovial competitiveness with them. Man, it was nice play. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as it was last week or the week before. Oh boy, yeah. yes. So, but some breaking news that came from this league was the second uh, overall NBA pick, Mister uh, Chet Holmgren. Mm-hmm. Holmgren, he hurt himself guarding LeBron on a fast break. Well, I say LeBron, a rookie killer, man. Man, talking about break. I mean, the man is seven foot and one hundred ninety pounds. What? Yes, I looked it up to see because he's very thin. He's smaller than I was like. He's smaller than KD. Even when oh. KD came out of college, KD was over two hundred. Yeah, that dude is. They said he was about two fifteen. No, one hundred and ninety. Oh, okay, okay. But even still, you're he's under two hundred at seven foot, trying to play in the NBA. So okay. when he got drafted, I'm like, okay, he got some skill, but he gonna have to beef up because. And I guess th- this injury is kind of like a a fluke injury. Yeah. And it's not really seen in basketball a lot. But basically, if you didn't see the clip, the ball was tipped out. LeBron got it. Uh, He's driving down. Chet tried to, like, guard him. And LeBron went up for, like, kind of like a weird-looking layup. He kind of turned his body. Yeah. He didn't even go dunk it. And that was the thing. So I can only imagine if he would have really went in with force, and I don't know if just how he just must have came down awkwardly on his right foot because that's what he injured was his right foot. So he's going to have surgery and he will be out for the upcoming season, the entire season due to this list Frank surgery or injury, which I hadn't even heard. I'm like, what is that? I didn't look it up, but it's some type of foot injury. He needs it while he's sitting down. He needs to just eat like just, bro, just eat. Just eat. Go to the gym and eat. You don't need to <laughs> do nothing else. You got you to gotta really bulk up. Because you ever seen yeah. like before and after pictures of Giannis? Get on that. I know. Because Giannis, Giannis was small, too. Yeah, Giannis was a string bean compared he to what he is now. Up. Yeah, he really beefed up. So I'm sure he'll he'll get bigger, stronger, and all of that. And some people have talked about, like, you know, why Why are these players, these NBA players, playing in these games and stuff and they getting hurt? Well, in basketball, it doesn't matter what you're playing in. You right. could be going to uh, practice for with your team and get hurt. You, it just is a part of the game, unfortunately. It was in his contract that he can play in certain exhibition games or whatever the case. So it wasn't like he did anything outside of the rules. And it was a fluke play. It would be different if he out there playing football or something. No, he playing basketball, what he needs to be doing. Basketball players need to play. They need to hone their skills and get better in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of the param, honestly. You got to do what you do. And and kudos on him. Stay in shape. He went against some vets. Like, he was like, I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to give him his props. He went up against a 20-year vet and got hurt, but. You'll just come back stronger the next season. For yeah, and just just know, like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have did that one. Just just let LeBron get the two points. It's yeah. the summer league. It's yeah. not that serious. <laughs> uh, you ain't got nothing to prove. Not yet, bro. You ain't even the first game, so. No. But talking about something to prove, huh. Well, what, what, what else we got? This next person need to prove something. Kevin Durant. 
Listen, man, I'm so tired of KD and these whole charades <laughs> that he's playing around like with these folks. Stop playing with these folks, I man. So for those that don't know, but I'm pretty sure everyone knows, he is not leaving the Nets. On Tuesday, the GM for the Nets tweeted that he, Steve Nash, and the owner, Joe Sy, they met with Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind. Build a lasting franchise to build a championship or to bring a championship to Brooklyn. Now, how funny is that? Kevin Durant, you have went from I don't want to be here and we don't know why when you first came out months ago about, hey, I want to be traded. No one really knew what the true reason was. Then some time went and now and and you were saying that you wanted Steve Nash gone and the GM gone. Mm. Now you want to keep your butt in Brooklyn? What, what? Make your mind up. They can't. Why? What, what, what you making well, I kind of feel like he saw nothing's happening. The needle isn't moving. They're not um, gladly trying to trade me. And I don't think that KD really wanted to run the risk of sitting out to prove a point, to be like, if y'all don't trade me, I'm not going to play. I just really didn't see that, even though I wouldn't put it past him, but I just didn't see him doing that because KD loves to hoop, period. He likes playing basketball. So for him to sit out, especially at his age, he doesn't have that much time left. He doesn't. He might play till he he's 38, 40. We don't know, but he's 34 years old. So he's at the he tail got, end. He got like a good five years left. He does, but it just all depends, you know. You never know what happens to your body, injuries. If KD, you might wake up one day and be like, I don't have the competitiveness anymore. I don't want to play. I mean, I don't know what happened. I think that's what happened to Russell Westbrook. All of a sudden, his body is, I don't know what's going on with him because he ain't. He ain't hitting with his hitting for no more as far as shots <laughs> or just offense. But KD is still KD still got his his shot. So if he, if he can't go into the paint, he still you know he still he's still a sniper on the on the outskirts. But, yeah, you know, he is. Nonetheless, but it's just I just feel like they just have so much drama. So with all the drama on the team. It's like, how well can you really trust KD? But I do believe he's the type of person that he's going to go out there and play and not just half do it. Mm. But but behind closed doors, though, his agenda, that's what I always question. Yeah, you're going to play, but you got other agendas going on and no one can figure you out. Do you want to win a championship? Are you trying to win a championship? And say that you're the lead person to win this championship to better your legacy but i don't know i don't think he, it's that important i don't think he cares i think at this point he got his two rings and he can he can just hear all the, the white noise out he's just like i don't need to hear you guys no more um yeah he got a lot of white noise he got a lot of haters too well not really haters but uh i'll wait till we get to that topic so <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. uh so another uh person that well I, I guess he wasn't really looking to leave but 
he was traded, Mr. Patrick Beverly. Yep. Originally was traded to Utah. And then now the Lakers. My Lakers have picked up old Pat Bev. You know, I never would have thought. I no. never would have thought because he is an annoying to me. They're going to get rid of Russ then. <laughs> they got to get rid of Russ. You can't have two. You you can't call them polar opposites. They're actually alike, but you can't have them two on the team as far as like. Well, they both. Yeah, they competitiveness and they play hard. Yeah. But Russell doesn't play like Pat Bev where he does dirty plays because that's the reason why they have their little tension or beef, whatever you want to call it. Because some years ago, back in like 2013 or 2014, when um, Pat was with the Houston Rockets and he hurt Russ's knee because you know how like, and you know in basketball when this is happening, if a person is just kind of leisurely coming down, they're about to call a timeout. Yeah. So when they just slow the ball down to call a timeout and then they'll just kind of tuck the ball, like hold it here and they, and they might turn or whatever and they call a timeout. Well, as Russ was doing that, Pat Bev like went underneath kind of his arm, but he clipped him on the knee. And I'm like, well, dang, Pat. Like, And so Russ was like limping after that. So I think that started the whole thing because it was on a stupid play. Like, I'm not trying to score. Like, I'm no threat. I'm literally about to call a timeout. So even though Pat may not have been trying to intentionally hurt him, why are you doing that? Yeah, you see, I'm about to call a timeout. You petty. Yeah, that's, that's super petty. That's really petty. Like I would have gotten a fight as soon as my knee healed up. <laughs> next, the next time I see you, I got something for you. It's gonna be a foul. I'm gonna get a tech one for it, but it's okay. I'm okay with catching a tech. I'm good with Ooh. that. Yeah, so Pat, um, he's being traded to the Lakers for a talent horn uh, Tucker, who's 21 years old. He averaged 10 points. Yeah, 10 points um, and three rebounds with the Lakers. And Stanley Johnson, they're both going over to the Jazz. So, obviously, the Jazz are in a rebuilding stage. They have let go Rudy Gobert. They still trying to shop around. Uh, Let go, yeah. Uh, um, Pat Bev. They trying to get rid of Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell. supposedly going to the Knicks. Maybe we'll I see. That, I they, don't know. That's on a pause. They're trying to figure out what they're about to do with uh, Donovan Mitchell because the Knicks haven't really, they ain't really made a move on him yet. Like for real, they ain't really offered mm-hmm. him. So he's kind of in limbo right now. But yeah, yeah, Jazz are definitely in a rebuilding phase. So, but as far as like Pat Bev like what he brings to the Lakers. I mean, he's not a high score, but that's not his his role. Yeah, he's a He role is yeah, he focuses on defense, being super competitive. Um, but he can knock some threes down. He he can do that. So that's the one thing Russ I don't see it with Russ. But Pat Bev, he's hit some big shots. You know, he's that guy. He may not score a bunch of points, but he'll hit some key shots to help the team and have, you know, impactful or momentum swings type of thing. Yeah. And the fact that you got Mr. Uh, Darvin Ham as the coach, and he's talking about we're going to be defense, defense. So that plays right into his philosophy, his coaching style with bringing Pat Beth. But the Lakers still need offense. How many, how many, how many <laughs> We teams, need shooting. How 
many teams has Pat Bev been on? Like, I feel like this man's been on the well, West Coast team. Every West Coast team. Let's see. Like, he just left what the Timberwolves. Before that, he was with the Clippers. Before that, he was with Houston. Did he start off with Houston? Uh-uh, or was he with – who was he with before Houston? Then he has a track record because he played a lot overseas. So he played a lot overseas. So he really had to work hard to get into the NBA because then once he came from overseas, he was in the uh, the D League. At that time, I think it was called what, the D League. Now it's called the G League. But yeah. Um, So, yeah, he worked his way up. So a player – I mean, because really – I don't want to say he's at a disadvantage, but in a sense of he doesn't have the height. He's only six one. Oh, I thought he was like six two or six three. Maybe six two, but I don't even think he's six three. I think he might be six two, but what I saw was that he was six one. But you know, he has a big heart, so when he plays, he lays it out on the floor. And he gets under people's skin, especially like the the top players. You know, we saw how he was against Chris Paul, even though he was doing dirty stuff sometimes. But he gets underneath people's skin. And every every it seems like every team has somebody like that. They may not go to that extent of dirty plays, but they have that one person that is known for, okay, you're going to defend the best guy. You're going to make it hard and all that type of stuff. So, at least the Lakers will bring some perimeter defense with him, but they still need shooting. Well, Pat Bev seems to, you know, be worth his weight in gold because he keeps – a team keeps picking him up. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So, Pat Bev did tweet on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, he said, y'all can sit down. No, y'all can sit and don't say nothing, but that ain't cool. It's dudes with families out here who haven't got a job because of this KD it. Fill in the other two letters before it. And to be on and off, it on and off ain't cool. Like what we already said. He's like on and off, like with his decisions. Right. And then he said, blessing gang. So KD responded. Of course, KD's going to respond. He always has to clap back, and he put hashtag blame KD. So I guess he feels like everyone is blaming him. No, it's your fault, KD. Why is everybody <laughs> blaming you? It's your fault. And Own then it. he, and then Pat Bev <laughs> said, "Dang gang, who said I was talking about you? I'm speaking of how it was done. Both sides need that private, but noted, or need need to keep that private." So it's like, come on, Pat Bev. Like, own up to it. Like, we know you were talking about KD. Okay, you didn't directly say, you know, but we know you just said this KD it. So it involves KD. Like, it's okay. Keep my name out your mouth. (laughs) Keep my name out your mouth. Yes, that is KD's energy for sure. So I get where Pat Bev is coming from in the standpoint of, okay, dude, you out here one of the top players. You say, I want to be traded. So now the league is in a frenzy because they're going to do what they can to get you. So he, but He's saying he's holding the market up. Yes. So if the, one of the top players in the world is talking, that's like if LeBron said, I want to be traded. 
people gonna be trying to find money all over the place to get LeBron. Yeah. So with that, then you got these lower level, you know, lower tier players, and they like, well, I can't really because this team, I might want to go over here to, uh, where was KD trying to go to? the Suns or the Raptors, I forget who all he was trying to go into, who his wish list was. And it could be a lower tier person that actually wants to go to that same team, but they're not going to look at them. If they're trying to get KD first, it's going to be like, well, what are we going to get left over once we get KD? So I get where he was coming from. Yeah. Where Pat Bev was coming from, but it's just a way that you say things sometimes. That's, that's it. Um, But yeah. So as far as, you know, gel and committed and chemistry like you said if they got pat bev they're probably gonna get rid of they russell but no, i would think no they would let you. bygones be bygones once y'all are teammates you gotta play y'all y'all have to play as a team y'all trying to win games y'all trying to win a championship so y'all gotta let that stuff in the past just have a conversation and then you move forward you, you don't have to be friends to man that you got that injured you almost intentionally how you gonna fix that and then this man went on a whole tirade about, well, no, it was Chris Paul first he went on the tirade about. I don't know if he actually said something, like, while he was on ESPN doing his short time as an analyst about mm-hmm. uh, about Russell. Oh, he called him a – oh, you talking about Russell or, or Chris Paul? No, I know Who? what he called Russell. I mean, I know what he called Chris Paul. I don't okay. know if he said – if he mentioned Russell's name in that whole little oh, tirade. Oh, I can't remember. I know he called Chris Paul out, but you know yeah. they they ain't never gonna be friends. You ain't got to worry about them two being in the same vicinity. Yeah, as far as teammates go, that's out of the question. Because weren't weren't they in Houston together, or was 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 uh? Oh, I'm trying to think. Was Chris Paul on the team when he was there? Was I can't remember. Or was he playing for the Clippers? Was Pat? Be- I don't remember. We'd have to look that up, people, because I don't remember. Yeah, but either way, nah, Pat Pat Bev and and. Russell Westbrook, they're not going. That's not going to happen. He he. Russell basically, when they brought in Pat Bev, they were saying, "Yeah, sorry, Russ, we need you to go because you will, you're more of a liability than an asset to us at this point in time. You shooting up." But I I kind of feel like you're getting half and half, like in the standpoint of you really need you need defense and scoring for the Lakers to really be successful in the perimeter. And with Pat Bev, you get a little bit of offense. That's not his game. It's more defense. I'd rather so, defense than somebody who's just going to hog the ball. Look, if he can just if true. He can just not lose the ball or have as many turnovers <laughs> as Russell, I'm fine. I'll take Pat Bev because at this point, I got two scores already. And I get yeah, the perimeter and, shooting, but I got two scores. Feed them the ball, and let's keep it moving. True, and Pat Bev won't have a problem. That's the thing, too. Pat Bev knows his role, but he's never been that top player. He's never been the guy. So, of course, he's going to slide into that role of, okay, I'll spread the floor, get the ball to y'all, let you do your thing. Which I don't is, have to be the, ball dominant. Should make the transition even more easier. I'm a role player. I know my role in this yeah. This whole thing. I already know. You guys are the scorers. I'm support. I'm supporting yeah. you guys. So that the whole but Russell. Nah, I just wonder, game. like, because, you know, Pat Bev has been starters on different teams. And so he I don't know if every team he was been on, he started. But Pat Bev ain't no punk. So he going to come to the Lakers and be like, probably 
I'm gonna try to take your spot. And that's really gonna be something. Let's just say they was to start Pat Bev over Russ Westbrook. But see, it, it's warranted <sighs> if he's if 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 he has already had the resume of being a starter on a Clippers team. On a tim- I don't know if he started on the Timberwolves off the bat. I had to look back at their roster. I don't remember. But I think um, on some of those teams he had at some point, or maybe just in some games he started. It may not have been a consistently the whole season, but. No, I know yeah. one of those playoff series when um the Clippers was going against Dallas, he didn't yeah. start. He, it, it was like in and out. He was like, he before, was, I think. Yeah, and he, then because of the matchup, couldn't nobody guard Luka. Yeah. <laughs> he just he didn't start right away. Like he'll come in and out, but he wasn't a starter. I mean that Luka was a mismatch all day. But yeah, um, I, I definitely see them trading away Russell. That's just not gonna happen because you got. But see, then maybe I like by the, the trade deadline, I don't see it happening before the uh, season starts. But I'm trying to figure out. So when when the, the Lakers won that that bubble ring, who was the support team right there? <laughs> That's when you had uh, Caruso. And you had Schroeder. Uh, who else was on the team? That's K- all I remember. K- K- KCP. Um, oh yeah. But but yeah, who like who was the y'all like y'all ain't got no shooters whatsoever. Who's the shooters? Who can you name? I don't know. I don't know the roster right now. But... Well, that's what I'm saying. If you can't name nobody, we have no. If you can't name anyone, we have no one. But that don't mean you don't got shooters just because you can't. I'm name them. telling you, we don't. Cause I can't name them now. They do have a dude, uh, Austin uh, Reeves. I think he's decent. He was this past season. Well, he's a, was he a rookie? If not a rookie, he was. Real early into his career, maybe two years, but I think he was a rookie, and he can shoot, but he wasn't a starter though. We need somebody that's starting to like give us some points because, um, what's his name? Ad. He need to be down low, but he's not. He's not consistent outside. Heck, we don't even know if he's gonna stay healthy. LeBron has his on and off moments from the out. We need somebody that is consistent. Y'all should have made that, that once we can't go to K. Why I keep trying to say KD, AD, and LeBron, somebody else can knock down some shots. Y'all should have made that play for Dame. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a long it's, shot, but Dame you know, no. I'm just saying, Dame would have been the perfect little piece, but he don't. Dame um, isn't going anywhere. <laughs> he is stuck like Chuck. So yeah, we'll we'll move on from from all that drama with with the Lakers. But we do have some other news related to a former uh, Laker legend. Um, so Kobe Bryant's wife and um, another survivor uh, family member from the crash that occurred, the the tragic helicopter crash that occurred, um, there was a lawsuit that was put forth back in 2020 and they were awarded, they as in Vanessa Bryant and mm. Christopher Chester. Christopher Chester's daughter and wife was on the plane. So, and it's ironic that this came after the day after Kobe Bryant's birthday, which was Tuesday, August 23rd. And then Wednesday was um, the news came out about them being awarded $16 million. Vanessa was, and then... uh the Chester family was awarded $15 million for their emotional distress and future suffering. 
So they had sued the Los Angeles County Sheriff and Fire Departments due to um, the alleged distribution of gruesome photos from that helicopter crash. Yeah, that left uh, nine people dead. And so some of the evidence showed that um, in a bar, an off-duty deputy was showing photos. I hope he got even arrested for that <clears throat> i don't know that they can arrest you for it but um even like at a firefighters awards gala they were showing photos so it's just like you said it is it's disgusting because why would you why would you do that these at people need their privacy awards gala Jesus. yeah so all these public very gonna, that's not gonna do anything that's yeah so with all that going on you know vanessa says she because she had to testify and she had been struggling with anxiety or panic attacks because she's been afraid that even though those firefighters and and police officers were told and directed to delete the photos we don't if you've showed people you don't know if that you know it's, so it's she's afraid it can just like get leaked out. It's it's and... on the web. You can you can probably find those. It's I, I guarantee you if they listen, there's <clears throat> there's a market for that kind of stuff. If you Ugh. think you are crazy, if you think one of those firefighters or one of those off duty cops didn't know a vendor or a third party whoever to sell mm-hmm. that photo to for a nice grip. I mean, probably an abscess uh, of probably like I say, forty thousand on up. You're crazy because somebody bought that photo just to post it somewhere, and it's. I really hope there. not because that's so horrible. Because I even read stuff in the article where they were saying how, um, those people that were at the at the uh, crash site, firefighters, police officers, they were not only showing photos but just talking about it and saying like, yeah, it looked like piled up meat and hamburger and ground up meat and stuff i'm just oh like my oh god like yeah bad so i can only imagine her distress through all this because she has children just like the uh other uh families that had family members that also died in that crash like you are talking about people's emotions and their feelings and the their deceased loved ones and they have no privacy yeah, that is that's that's pretty inhumane from just all aspects. Yeah, talking about that because, man, like yeah, it, it, I'll save my opinions for Patreon once we get. Okay, so the last thing I will say about it is that you know, oh, the other thing is Vanessa's gonna donate the money that she was awarded to the Mamba because you know they created the Mamba Sita. Based off, you know, Mamba, like, cause you know, Ma- yeah. Kobe has like the yeah. Black Mamba whole collection, and all that, and the teams and all that. So, in recognition of her daughter, that's where Mam- Mamba Sita came from. Oh, so the proceeds are gonna go to that, and I think just Mamba period is something, whatever that else they're involved in in relation to Kobe and Gianni. So you know, that's very nice. And then the ironic thing was that I'm like, wow, just it's just weird. Not weird, but just how things come full circle 
where, like I said, this came after the day after his birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, the day after his birthday is August 24th. His jersey numbers are 8, 24, and 24. Oh, wow. I'm like, what are what the, what you know, the on? chances? Is that on purpose? I don't know, but I was just like, wow. But maybe it's just kind of like a thing of, you know, it happened when it was supposed to happen. Everyone's remembering him, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, because everybody was remembering him this past week, you know, with his birthday. And then this came out. So, yeah, it's just tough. It's tough and and it's sad. But did you have anything else on that? Because, oof. Yeah, man. It's it just, makes um, me sad. That That is sad. It's like I kind of had to avoid some of the stuff I was seeing while posting on social media and stuff. And I was like, man, I can't believe he's gone. Oh, but, the Kobe stuff? Yeah. It was sad. It was, oh, my God. It was one video that really, like, took my heart. I was like, oh, my God. I ain't even a mushy person like that. But, like, mm-hmm. it was, it was, um, I don't, it was the Team USA, LeBron, and everybody was in there. And they were singing Kobe a happy birthday. And this was like mm. two years ago. And LeBron had Gigi on his arm while she was like, like she had. Oh, when she arm. was real small. Yeah, she was real small. He, I mean, not LeBron, but um, Kobe had her, was having her like right here holding her. And they were singing oh. happy birthday to Kobe. I was like, why are y'all playing with folks' emotions oh like this? Oh my God. I'm glad I didn't see that. Cause I probably would have teared up. They were saying happy birthday, and Kobe had his daughter in his arm. It was just, I was like, y'all playing with people's emotions right here, man. Y'all, y'all need to stop, man. They were saying happy birthday, happy birthday. I'm like, all right. Wow, man. Yeah, rest in peace, both of them. R.I.P. And prayers, you know, still going out to all the families, Vanessa and her family, and all the others as well. Um. But yeah, so moving on. So, Yadonis Haslam from the Miami Heat. This man will not return. <laughs> he is returning for yet another season. His twentieth. You talk about longevity. This man will not longevity. Retire. And ironically enough, two others have only done this along with him. Kobe and Dirk are the only other two players to play 20 seasons with the same team. So, you know, Udonis is the hometown favorite love. He's from Miami. He signed a 2.9 million one-year deal at 42 years old. Mm. So that makes him the oldest player in the league. No surprise. But, hey. The Heat appreciate him. He brings all the veteran leadership, knowledge, and that can be very impactful to a team because we've talked about this before. You need some people that have had some experience. He's won championships. He knows what it takes. He's played with LeBron. He's played with D-Wade. He's played with Tippy Toe Walker. He's played, I think, with Shaq on the team then too. Like, he's played with a lot of different people. And even when he played, he had – you know, a major role, even though he was just like a role player, not just the guy, but you need people like that on your team. And so we know he going to go to bat for his coach because we saw that this past season. Yeah, Udonis (laughs) is definitely, um, he's a staple. I mean, I'm not mad at it when I heard the news. I was like, okay, 
cool. I was making jokes though. I was like, man, you were. Get that spot up for somebody else. Let that man live. What's 2.9 million? Get that spot up with somebody else. Donis, you've been here. Go in the front office or something if you want to play. He probably will. Maybe so. Go on and stick around. Be a staple in the Heat organization. Ain't never. Look, he he stayed in Miami forever. I mean, he went to the University of Miami and he got drafted by Miami. So that boy is just home bred to the. To the core, to the roots. He is, he is. So yeah. yes, kudos to him. So yeah, that's all the NBA information or news that I have. So we can move on to WNBA. So the WNBA is currently in their playoffs right now, and this past week or earlier this week they finished up round one, mm-hmm. and they will be moving forward for the semifinal round. So Seattle. Storm, they swept uh, Washington Mystics, and Las Vegas Aces swept the Phoenix Mercury. Then um, both Connecticut Sun and Chicago Sky also advanced, winning their Game 3 matchup. So their series was a little bit tougher since it wasn't a sweep against Dallas Wings and New York Liberty. So um, for the semifinal round, which is going to happen this weekend, the first game, Uh, on Sunday, and then the next one after that is going to be Wednesday. So we'll recap the beginning of the semifinal games. But that format will be the best three out of five, and it's going to be more of the normal uh, format where the higher seed Mm -hmm. is going to play the first two games at home, then the next two at the lower seed, and then you come back if you need a game five the higher seed so they had the home court advantage versus that three game series where it was like the first two is at the higher seeds uh home and then the lower seed gets to finish it out like what this is y'all creating drama we don't need that <laughs> I, yeah i just didn't even know what you just said at that point because that was all jumbled up <laughs> i was like what <laughs> i was saying i know you said but i was i still checked out i was like what Oh man, that is you see how he do me, y'all. He said he checked out. Well, hopefully, y'all didn't check out, or hopefully, y'all caught it. Leave a comment if I was just doing too much. (laughs) (laughs) So, the semifinal round matchups are number one, Las Vegas Aces versus number four, Seattle. And I must add, was it game two? Yeah, of course, it was game two, so it was a sweep. In that game two uh, series with uh, Washington Mystics, our own Sue Bird, she became the oldest player to have a double-double in the playoffs because, you know, she's 40 years old. Still getting it. So I said, okay, Sue, with the double-double. Still getting it. Still out here getting it, yeah. So get another double-double because you're going to need it against uh, the uh, Vegas Aces. Yeah, coming, um. Bro. And then on the other side of the bracket, we have Chicago number two seed versus the Connecticut Sun. So it should be, uh, I think both uh, playoff matchups will be really good. I think it'll be some good competitive uh, games. There shouldn't be any sweeps. And so my prediction, what you shaking your finger for? I already know who's going to win, but go ahead. My predictions are... The Vegas Aces over Seattle Storm and Chicago over Connecticut. But something is telling me one of them I ain't going to get right. 
but we gonna see. <laughs> so that would mean the Aces would meet Chicago Sky in the finals. So we gonna see. So what's your prediction? I got the Chicago Sky, the Chicago Sky versus the um, Las Vegas Aces. I got them. They gonna meet each other. Okay, that's basically what I just said. Are you yeah, shaking I, your finger like I was? But no, you I agreeing know, with me. But I already know who's gonna win the whole thing. Oh, you got a prediction for who's gonna win the whole thing? Yeah, I know who you're gonna say. Go ahead. The Aces. Of course you're gonna say that. Well, I'm going with the sky. Boom. Why, why you gotta go against me? You just go with the grain. No, I don't have to go. You're not the grain. Who says you're the grain? I'm going off I of basketball. I'm, the grain. I'm going off of experience. Chicago Sky has playoff experience. They're the defending champs. They got championship experience, and they're ready to run it back two times. Like I said you, last time, two G G two. Put on a friendly bet that I guarantee you the Aces will win the whole thing. I really? You. I guarantee you. I'm not betting you. I guarantee you. WNBA. Yeah, why not? Make it friendly. They want we'll to watch the game. You going to watch the games with me? Oh, yeah, I'll watch the games with you. We can uh, watch it. We can live stream it, folks. We've been trying to get into this live stream thing, but <laughs> Lena has Kmart internet. I oh. can't really do nothing with her Kmart internet. So uh, we we tried to. Uh, <laughs> Did you really just go? Kmart internet. Kmart internet. That is not my fault. That's that fault. is the area that I live in. It's their fault. So I mean, we're trying to work out the logistics Kmart. of streaming. And once we get that figured out, then we can we can give our commentate commentary on the game live. As soon as Lena figures her stuff out, I don't know how she's gonna do that, but we're giving. That's the thing. Out. What can I control about Wi-Fi? I don't know. Just buy temporarily. I know you're moving, but buy temporarily or something like that. Really? Yeah. Because it's going to be even worse on a hot spot. That's going to run uh, even slower. Verizon got like a nice little hot spot. Buy the high, the high speed stuff. I'm not with Verizon, and I'm not switching to Verizon. You ain't got to switch. You can buy the hot spot. They sell it separately. People, folks, give us some How time. about, you know what, since you oh, want here, me to have that. Go. Here you we buy go. it for your here fiance. Here we go. Yep, yep. Yes. It's always, it's always going here. If you want me to have it, you buy it for me. Uh-uh. Isn't that a nice gesture to do? Well, so do I. Anyway. All let's, right. Let's yes. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Before Don't we wrap, wrap this it up, up. Before we wrap this up, I have a, um, I saw this on Twitter, but it came from Instagram. It was a screenshot from Instagram. I like to, I like to hit y'all with these little, these little oh boy. getting a little messy here. All oh. right, just to kick off your weekend, you know, kick your weekend off. So, <clears throat> while we're staying in Miami, well, we came from Miami, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets Butler, recently, I'm not sure how long ago this was because there's no time stamp on it, but he had made a comment under the one of the Miami um, Heat's, former Miami Heat's, soon to be Hall of Famer, one of my favorite players, Dwayne Wade's wife. Oh, shucks. He just said, he, he said something very, very, it was very tame, but a little bit um, inappropriate, kind of, sort of. So mm. the picture is of Gabrielle Union Wade, or I'm not sure if she changed her life, or she probably hyphenated or whatever, but Gabrielle Union, as you guys know her, had, had a picture, pretty, pr- a pretty, you know, it's, it's a picture. You got to see it for yourself. <laughs> um, 
It's a picture. It's a picture. It's, it's a nice looking picture. Um, but Jimmy Buckets comment, well, damn, underneath the picture. Oh. So Dwayne Wade went ahead oh. and followed up with a put that well damn in all caps on my wife's photo again, and you're gonna see what the good, the bad, and the ugly is like. <laughs> Jimmy Butler responded to Dwayne Wade saying, Well, oh my God. that escalated quickly. Point noted, I'm still coming to the barbecue though. <laughs> so I don't know if this is uh, tension. I don't know if this is heat, but this is a. Uh, no, quite... he didn't. I'm still coming to the barbecue. Yes. J- you know what? Jimmy didn't got this new hairstyle with these uh locks that he, these faux locks I'm that he got. Telling you. So he out here like, oh, I'm just, who? you a new man, huh? Yeah, well, dang. Some faux locks got you. I mean, he looking like. Not on the man's wife. Looking... Uh, I don't oh. care what, I don't care if she's naked. Looking like future. You don't here, do man. that. <laughs> Jimmy got them dreads looking like future. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy got soul. Jimmy got I mean, I was caught off guard. I'm surprised we didn't talk about it a couple weeks ago when we seen them dreads. I was like, I know. Bruh. He should have got the SAS <laughs> Bro, it ain't too late. Matter of fact, Jimmy, like... you my man. You my man's. But you got step up in the congregation, fam. We got to talk about them dreads. I'm sorry. Ooh. No, no. No. Oh man, like yeah. I don't know, Jimmy. It just it, it to me it just that don't fit him. It don't. It but makes, hey, who am I? I don't know, Jimmy. It, it fits him for him. The dreads make him look like such a hood dude. I was like, I can't this? take him serious. I was like, this dude got dreads now, like. He got and dreads. how he wears them sometimes, like how he have it in a ponytail and a bun. It just it just don't look like Jimmy to me. I don't know. What that means? What what does Jimmy look like? He just don't look like he would be having no locks that long. And maybe if he actually went about it the the natural way and grew them out, yeah, maybe I, I could take him more serious. But you got but you he, got weave, bro. You got weave. <laughs> what is that? I can't take you. I don't know. Now. Don't get me wrong. It's other people, other men out here with we talk about them too and locks and extensions and all that. But maybe, like I said, it just literally went from your hair is just braided up at the top, so it ain't that long. So now you got these long lock, and so it's just like, come on, listen, Jimmy. look, 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 Jimmy, if you yeah, ever see this, look, you're one of my favorite players on the Heat, but I got you got to catch these jokes. You got to catch these jokes. I'm sorry, bro. You got weave in your hair. Weave he don't care. Your hair. Weave Long your hair, hair don't care. Weave in your hair. Right. I mean, I didn't have to go to a whole weave song. Weave in your hair. Weave in your purse. <laughs> That's the remix. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, folks. We done did enough joking. Um, <clears throat> I say it every week. You know my saying. As soon as this... As soon as this music plays, actually, we about to put we about to put a spin in this music right here. A spin? Uh, Maybach music. Oh, oh, DJ. Uh, are you DJing? What you? What you? Yeah, you didn't know I could do that, did you? You didn't know I could do that. Where my other stuff at? Hold on, hold on. Mm. I got another one for you, homie. We gonna we gonna make this a little hip hop cast. Hold on, where my where my stuff at? Watch this, watch this. Uh, uh. Gangsta Grizzil. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's enough now. Okay. Yeah. You've had your time to play. 
Okay, I'm done. I That's enough. All right, we're about to get out of here for real, for real, for real. <laughs> All right, people. You know my saying. The couple that plays together stays together. Stays together. Forever. And ever. And ever. Bye. Bye. Ah. <laughs> Where's my